We are in Sefer Moachim Beis, Peret Tesvav, Pasuk Ches, Bishnas Shloshim Ushmona Shana Azar Yahu. And let's get right into it, but first we dedicate today's learning once again to Rav Rafael Yosef Ben Rachel for a complete total Rupuah Shlema. So we get right into this chapter, and a spoiler alert, it's not going to be pretty. We're winding down the days of Malchi Yisrael. So, Bishnah Shloshim Ushmona Azar Yahu, Melech Yehuda, in the 38th year of Azar Yahu, Melech Yehuda, he's going to reign for 42 years. Malach Zechariahu ben Yerobam. Zechariahu ben Yerobam takes over Ad Yisrael Bishomro. Shisha Chadashim, he will reign six months. It's important to point out, Zechariahu is the last of the line of Yehu. Yehu, you will recall, because of his noble work in ridding the Israel of the Ahab dynasty, killing off all of Ahab's uh, progeny as he was commanded, killing Ezebel, even ridding what seems permanently uh, Eretz Yisrael of the influence of the Baal, that Avodah Zarah. Yehu is promised, this is before he turns bad himself, he is promised that the next four kings will be of his descendants. And so the Kaddish Baruch who keeps the promise despite Yehu himself turning into Avodah Zohar practices. And they are, after Yehu, Yehoahaz, Yehoash, uh, Yerubam, and Zechariahu now. So this will be the last of the Yehu dynasty. He's bad immediately, Zechariah. He follows Yerubam, he doesn't divert from it, Disaster. By Yikshar or love, and this we never had before, by Yikshar or love, Shalem ben Yavesh. Shalem ben Yavesh conducts a conspiracy by Yakehu Kabel Om by Yemasehu. He assassinates him before the people, Kabel Om, by Yimor Tachtal, and takes the throne. Uh, the Mephoshim indicate that just Kabbalah, that he did it in front of the people with no one protesting, no one, you know, uh, challenging him, just indicates how unpopular this Zechariah ben Yerobam was. The Yesed Divrei Zechariah, Heinem Kesubim al-Sefer Divrei Hayamim, Lamacha Yisrael, they are written in the Divrei Hayamim, recounting the deeds of the kings of Israel. As we've said, this is the fulfillment of what the Kaddish Baruch said to Yehu, Lemar, B'nei Rebi'im Yashru L'cha Al Kisei Yisrael Vayihichem. You have four descendants sitting on the thrones of Israel, Vayihichem, and he fulfilled his word. And the Mephoshim say it's not necessarily that it would have been limited to four had they shown any signs of um, loyalty, tzidkis, yirashamayim, uh, it could have been longer. But we see that Zechariah is a mere six months he's assassinated. 
Shalom ben Yavesh, Molach b'shnash 39 Shalom Uziyo. He's in the 39th year of Uziyo's reign, the king of Yehuda. Well, By what, Yehuda. What, what happened to Azariah? What do you mean, what happened to? In, in, in Pasuchet, the king is Azriahu. The now, king of Yehuda. Yeah. And now it's. Uziah, not Yehuda. In other words, Uziah, oh, Azariah and Uziah are interchangeable. They're the same person. Yes, yes. Okay. Divriah Yomim calls him Uziah too. So by Yimloch Yerach Yamim Bishalom, this assassin usurper, he rules for a month in Shalom. And so what we're seeing and what we're going to see is that after the death of Zechariah by assassination, there really aren't legitimate Macha Israel. The Talmud calls them listos, usurpers, robbers, thieves. There's no one that descends in terms of a dynasty. There is one king, this one, who's going to be able to pass it on to his son. That's it. And his son doesn't rule that long. It is a succession of assassins, usurpers, uh, no legitimacy. And that is the destiny of Malchus Yisrael now. So now, Sholem and Yavush, Pasuk Yud Gimel, he rules for a month. What happens? This Menachem ben Gadi, he's from Tirza, which is close to Shalom. By Yobo Shalom, he comes to Shalom. By Yach es Shalom ben Yobesh for Shalom, he assassinates Shalom. And he rules beneath him. The rest of the story of Shalom and his conspiracy. Now comes Menachem. He conquers Tifsach of Esbuleha Mitirzah, Kilo Pasach. He is a murderous, sadistic, homicidal, sociopathic maniac. He conquers the city in Aram in the most brutal way, killing everybody there senselessly, needlessly, violently. Means he dismembers all the pregnant women. And for no reason. He lasts 10 years. But again, no pretense that he starts off good. From the beginning, he never takes away from the uh, evil of Yerubam ben Nevat. He's consistently bad. <clears throat> and now history is going to change. Ba'pol, Melech Ashur al-Haaretz, 
the king of Asher named Paul. We're going to see Paul, and according to the Gemara, has like 10 different names. He is Paul, he's Piglas Tileser, a Tiglas Tileser, and ultimately he is Sancheirim, the man who does destroy, finally, the uh, 10 tribes. So he is the king of Ashur, Paul, and what he does is threaten to invade Menachem and Eretz Yisrael. And what does Menachem do? He is going to bribe him with a thousand talents of silver in order one, that he will form an alliance, Paul, calling off any invasion, form a coalition with him, in order to strengthen his reign, he is going to make an alliance with Paul Melech Asher. Now, what he does, doesn't even take his own money, does what seems to be a very foolish thing. Where does he take the money from for this bribe? He assesses his top soldiers, not really going to win him a popularity contest. Each soldier is assessed 50 shkolim of silver. And taking this bribe, Ashur doesn't stay to strengthen um, his malchus Menachem. He goes right back home with the money. By Yoshev Melech Ashur, below Ahmad Shamba Aretz. He doesn't stay there. But at least it has the effect for now of turning pulled back from any concept of uh, conquering Eretz Israel. He does nothing. I mean, does nothing but uh, he a total failure. They are written in the Divrei Hayyomer. His son, he's the only one who's able to pass on his malchus to a son, and not for very long. Bishnas Chamishim Shona Lazaryot, in Azaryot's 50th reign, Melech Yehuda, we know he's going to reign for 52 years. Molach Pekachya Men Menachem HaYisrael, Bishomron Shnasayim. Pekachya lasts two years, and remember, sometimes the years are rounded off, etc., so it may not even be two years. So is there any connection at this point between the kings and halacha, Torah, or are they just there and they are completely disconnected? I think that's an excellent way of putting it. Yes, they are totally disconnected. They're totally, it's like Hefka. So they may as well be from Assyria. They may as well be from Babylon. It doesn't really matter. They're not Jews. Uh, they're Jews in the technical sense, but are they Avodah Hashem? Never. Are they uh, Avodah Zorah? Completely. Um, you saw the point where, I mean, this guy's willing to make an alliance with Ashur to strengthen his kingdom. And Ashur is eventually going to be the one. Yes, it's total um, chaos. So, Is anyone talk about what's going on? Like, 
in the Beit Hamikdash, among the Kohanim, among religious people. No, now we are focused on Bnei Israel, but I am glad you reminded me because Dibri Hayyamin inserts that right now, even during this period, there are tribes being exiled. Uh, let me quote Dibri Hayyamin. Uh, they're talking about, and this answers your question on Bnei Israel. By Yimalu they completely blaspheme. By Yizonu they have destroyed any remnants of Kaddish Baruch Hu before them. That answers your question. Now, by Yar Elohei Yisrael as Ruach Paul, they awaken the spirit of Paul, Melech Ashur. We just met him as the one who takes the bride from Menachem and goes home. Ves Ruach Tiglas Peleser Melech Ashur. Tiglas Peleser and Paul are synonyms for the same king. By Yagleim Leruveni Ulagodi Ulachatsi Shevet Menashe. According to Dibre Hayamim, Reuben, God, Chatzishevet Menashe, those same tribes that asked to be allowed to live on the east bank of the Jordan, are now sent into Golis by Tiglas Peleser. It's only here. And they are taken to these places where they reside there to this day. So, according to Dibri Hagamim, the Golis has started. It started with the two tribes in the Hatzishevet Menashe. They are exiled from the land, and the Farshim say, since they were the first ones to break away overall, it's only Mida Kenege and Mida, they are the first to be taken from the land. Let me ask a question. I don't know if there's an answer, maybe logically it doesn't matter, but how many generations of Jews who are not practicing Jews does it take to you not consider Jews any longer? There is a, uh, a standard, that they, but they, whatever it is, I, they have not reached it yet. They're getting very close. But no, they're still considered Jews, and they're going to be punished as Jews. So now we, in Pekachia, uh we say rules two years. Now we're used to it. He doesn't change a thing. They're still in deep Avodah Zarah. He's a horrible king. Don't be fooled by the similarity of names. This is Pekach. He's Pekach. Yo. And what does he do? Pekach. He's like his top general. And with the people of Gilad, he assassinates him. This is the third assassination in the last four kings. By Yemoseu, by and he rules under him. You want to read more about Pachachia, but there's not much more. He's a total non entity. That's the final year of the reign. He manages to rule 20 undistinguished years. 
Vayas harabe hene Hashem, lo sar min chatosi It's almost like a formulistic recitation. Doesn't change a thing from your rabba min nevat. Asher hechti Yisrael. Bimei pekach mel Yisrael, but tiglas peleser. And now tiglas peleser, the king of Aram comes. Last time they were able to turn him away with a bribe. Now Tingas Pelesa Melech Ashur by Yikach es Eon Bes Ovel Bes Macho. He takes those cities in Israel. Bes Yonoach Bes Kodesh Bes Chotzer Bes Hagilad. That's the East Bank Bes Hagalila. Kol Eretz Naftali. He takes the land of the entire Shevet Naftali by Yaglim Ashura, and he sends them into exile to Ashura. So in the Navi, this is the first example of the Golas starting full force with Shevet Naftali. We already had Jibre Hayamim implying that moving God and Chasi Shevet Menashe are also sent into Golas. Now comes the conspiracy of Hosea ben Ela al Pechach ben Ramayo. He kills him by Yimotachab, the fourth assassination in the last five kings. Bishnas Esrim Liosam ben Hosea, corresponding to the 20th year of Yosam, who takes over from Azar Yahu. If you're Yosam, So far, no, no. But the people are invasions. I mean, the Plishtim had made inroads. Yeah, but, but, but the, this concept that this is the land that this is the land given to Israel. And right now, no. But by the way, the point is by unanimous consensus of Maporshim, this Yosem is the best king. Could possibly be the best king ever in that unlike David or Shlomo, there was never a scandal, an incident, a Bacheva, a Basparo. He was a tzaddik, a total tzaddik. So this is all in contrast. He is ruling contemporaneous with these horrible assassins. So uh, you can get in Sefer Note the contrast. Everything his father did, he ruled. He is considered probably the most righteous of all the kings of Yehuda and certainly Israel because he never sinned. Rakabamos, although that's the Losaru Od Ha'om, the traditional pitfall of all the kings, Mizbechim and Makachim Babamos, they are still sacrificing on the Bamos. Hubona Sharbez Hashem Ha'elyon, he restores the fortifications of the temple in the upper regions. But yes, Yosem Asher Asah Ha'lohim, Suhim Al Sefer Yibre Ha'yamin, Lamalcha Yehuda. 
בימים ההם החל השם להשליך ביהודה רצין מלך ארם והספקח מלך בן רמליהו. ונאו אינדוס דייס, הקודש ברוך הוא is beginning to send the encroachment of ארם to יהודה. וישכים יוסא מברוסו ויקבר מברוסו, he is buried בעיר דוד אביב, וימלוך אחז בנו תחתיו. ונאו אחז takes over. And so we're going to see the last gasp of Yehuda will soon begin. And just when you've said it can't get any worse, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, we will see it gets a lot worse.